All right. Um, we are still in Revelation chapter 3. I started this in December, but we're going to dive back in. I'm going to try my best to do three churches tonight. These are, these are the letters to the churches, and I want to finish. I want to get started on these enemies that we're going to be looking at hopefully next week. So forgive me, number one, forgive me, Teen Challenge, if I run pretty fast here and you have no idea really what I'm talking about. But church, as I've been doing this for about a month or two, I'm going to fly through it tonight because I want to, uh, the end of the thing is, um, is better than the beginning and I want to finish. If I don't finish, I'll, I guess I'll drag it one more week. I'm kind of good at doing that too, but um, I want to get done. Uh, Revelation chapter 3, verse 1. Let me just pitch to you again. Let me throw at it again. Do not just read this and see this and say, oh, yeah, that's right. That church was bad. That church had problems. That's a good word. Nope. This is, the Lord is trying to speak to us. What are the things that we may struggle with as a church, that we may struggle with as a person, that we may struggle with as a Christian? How can I apply this? Press the apply button to me. Not just, and we need to apply it to church on the hill, of course, but the way we apply it to church on the hill is by applying it to me. Now, I don't mean me, your pastor. I mean me and your pastor and you. Right? Okay, good. And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things says, He who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. I want to stop. Father, in Jesus' name, I already feel you speaking, and I just ask right now that as we read your word, that it would come alive, that it would go deep into our heart, and that, Holy Spirit, you would speak to us, that the light would turn on tonight, Lord. We would get revelation from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to go back. I know your works that you have a name that you are alive, but you're dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. Verse 3, remember therefore how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come, I will come upon you. Verse 4, you have a few names, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He who has an ear to hear, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Open up our ears, Lord. We have been seeing over the previous churches, churches that we've been looking at how Jesus had been using the sandwich principle, giving um, encouragement and then criticism and then encouragement. This one he doesn't. He just takes right off into um, criticism. Um, however, um, and it was relatively harsh, a harsh evaluation. Um, and I, I, let me just encourage you too for just a minute. Sometimes you need to tell the truth, and the, t the truth may come across harshly. And sometimes we like to look at the church, or we like to look at Christians and say they're not very much full of mercy and, and not being very compassionate. There is times, even in compassion, that you have to speak truth. We cannot water down the word. We cannot water down the truth. Um, Satan is winning if we cannot proclaim the truth. 
And Jesus here is bringing a pretty harsh word. And God is love. This is him loving us, giving us truth. I was telling somebody tonight, you need to be around someone that will tell you the truth. The truth a lot of times is not pleasant. But the truth will set you free. The problem was not their sensuality. Do you remember the previous church? It was the uh, spirit of Jezebel had sensuality and sexuality all over it. That's not, this one, that's not this church's problem, but it's a spiritual problem. Here was a, weak, here was a spiritually weak con- congregation living off the accolades of their past. Their spiritual service to Christ was in the past, and now they were nothing. They had a history and reveled in their reputation, but for the most part, the current congregation had their foot one foot in the grave. If we go back to Revelation 1 and verse 4, he says, I know your works, that you have a name that's alive. I find that so interesting. You're saying you're alive, but you're dead. If I can just, I don't mean me, I think Jesus is saying, if I can just tell you you're saying this, but this is the truth. How many of you want to know, if you're going down the wrong road, and what's funny is so many times we're going down the wrong road, we think it's the right one, and we preach it, and then someone comes along and says, wait a minute, you're going down the wrong road, and how we we get bitter, we get offended. You don't know God. I know God. I I know God. Remember what all I did years ago? I know God, But, but, but you're going the wrong way, and we get stuck in that rut. He even said, you have a few names even in Sardis who have not defiled their garments, yet they shall walk with me in white, for, for they are worthy. There is no doubt that this church would meet. They would sing their songs together. They would pray together. They would give. They taught. They talked together. But the Lord declared them dead. Do you know that we can go through the motions? We can go through the motions in our marriage. We can go through the motions in our church. We can go through the motions with our kids. We can go through the motions with our job and be dead. There be no life. Their situation was dire, but not hopeless. If quick and decisive steps were taken. Once you see, let's go back to Revelation chapter 3 verse 2 and see if you can find the five things that the Lord commanded them to do. Be watchful. It means you need to watch. It means that what you're seeing, you may not be seeing correctly. When someone says, watch out, that means look at it differently. Get a different perspective. You're going down this road and it's, it's all one tone. It's monotone. Watch out. Somebody pay attention for just a second. Have you ever been driving down the road and you scream, watch out, or my wife screams, Jesus. And I'm like, point. What is it that you see? Jesus. What? What? What is it? Point at it. There. Jesus. Okay. Jesus. I don't know what she's screaming at, but Jesus. It certainly wakes me up. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain. That are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. So be watchful 
and strengthen. Number three. Well, uh, stay there. Uh, remember. Remember. You remember we've seen over the last few weeks how it says, go back to what you were doing. When it was working, go back to that. Have you ever been, been in a project and you get going, things are going great, and then all of a sudden things aren't going great? Sometimes you need to stop and go back to what was working. Do you remember what, where you were when you first got saved and how passionate you were and how the Lord was your first love and you were just on fire? And then life happens and sometimes you've got to come back to that fire. We get away from the fire and we cool off. We've got to come back to that fire. What was I doing when I was first saved? Well, I was, I was seeking after God. I was praying to Him. I was running after Him. Okay, let's go back to that. Let's slow down for just a minute and make things simple again. So, we remember. Be watchful. Strengthen. Remember. And what else? I don't see it. Hold fast and repent. If there is one word that has been relatively regular through all these churches, it is repent. The church is called to repent. Everybody say repent. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent. You remember what repent means? It doesn't just mean saying, I'm sorry. It means changing, changing direction. Stop going that way and go another way. Go the right way. So, then Christ gives us a warning. If we don't do this, verse 3, If you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I've come upon you. But did you catch in verse 4? And Mikey, I don't think I told you to put verse... Oh, you got it up there. Did you catch what verse 4 says? That if we will seek after the Lord. You know how we don't have defiled garments? How many of you know we all, at some point in our life, defiled our garment? But those that repent, those that come to the blood of Jesus and get cleansed by the blood of Jesus, come, we can come into the sanctuary of the Lord tonight clean. The roughest of us can come before the Lord clean if we follow His way. And those that do, they shall walk. It says, and they shall walk with me. The reward to walking, to walking according to God's Word is you walk with Him. He is with you. He is with you. Verse 5, he who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and will not, I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Inflexibility suggests something that is dead. Living things are pliable. I want you to think about ways that you can change in your heart, in your life, in order to conform to what Christ commands us, the way Christ leads us in His Word to do. Can everybody at least see a little bit of correction that can be made? 
All right. Next church. I'm not doing too good. Verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things say, He who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have, a little, for you have little strength. For you have a little strength. Have kept my word. And have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are the Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Verse 11. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast. Have you heard that before? Hold fast to what you have, that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I don't know what you hear, but what I hear over and over and over is, Overcome, overcome, overcome. He who overcomes. I believe he's saying he who takes my word is equipped by my word and puts my word to the enemy will overcome. And those who overcome receive all of this. He has, we are more than overcomers. Scripture tells us we are more than overcomers. But we have to overcome. Unfortunately, so many times we get right to that edge, we're so beat down and we can't press through and we don't, and we stay right here and we don't overcome. I believe that it is a promise that if we will hold on to Christ, we will overcome. But we've got to hold on. Hold fast. Hold fast. This word Philadelphia, we all know what it means. It means brotherly love. And this word is used in a few different forms, seven other times in the New Testament, referring to beautiful, a beautiful Christian attribute. Two times, I'm going to show you Romans 12, 10. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. Same word. In honor, giving preference to one another. In Hebrews 13, 1. Let brotherly love continue. <clears throat> This city itself was built by the king of Pergamos in honor of his brother. And its location is on a major highway connecting several of the cities of that area that helped establish Philadelphia as a strong fortress city. But this letter makes reference to this, this term, open door, Revelation 3.8, which is set before the people by the authority of Christ Jesus himself. And I believe there are two interpretations of this open door that are possible. First, it may be an open door to the eternal kingdom, which I believe that it is. But not only can Jesus open that door to opportunity, Scripture tells us in John that he is the door. Christ is the door. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. He is the door. 
But did you catch in the first part of this church, did you catch them talk about the key of David? The next three scriptures, I want us to compare the key of David with two other keys, the key of death and of Hades and the keys of the kingdom. Isaiah twenty-two twenty-two says, The key of the house of David I will lay on his shoulder so he shall open, so he shall open and no one shall shut, and he shall shut, and no one shall shall open. Matthew 16, 9 says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and wherever you bind, whatever, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Revelation 1, 8, I am he who lives and was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Jesus is the key. He is the door. We sit here and sing these songs. I think we sang it tonight that he is over death. Death he overcame. Is that what we sang tonight? It is, uh, Zach, where are you? Where are you hiding at? Oh, nice. Pull out your earplugs and pay attention to, to a sermon every now and then. <laughs> but but, we, uh, but we, we, we put these... <laughs> you, we put these song lists together... And it is so amazing to see how the Holy Spirit will work. Only God knew February 5th would I be preaching this word at this time that we did this song for the first time tonight. But that God has overcome the grave. God has overcome death. It says here, I was dead. I have overcome death. It, that we don't serve a God that didn't die but says he overcame death. He died and overcame death. I don't, we're, starting, we're starting a series this, this coming Sunday, and I want to encourage you to invite, invite people to come. It's just going to be called Greater. And just how great God is. And it's going to take me probably a good 12 weeks. I mean, there's, all you got to do is just say, uh, to Sunday is just going to be, what is God greater than? He's greater than. There is no other, th- th- there's no reason, th- th- there's nothing else. It's just the greater than sign. Nothing, I mean everything goes on this side of that sign. Nothing bigger than God. Bigger than death, bigger than sin, bigger than addiction, bigger than uh, what? Circumstance bigger than storm? Your storm? Bigger than cancer? He's bigger. He's greater. Do you realize how great God is? And here in Revelation 3.8, he talks about a church with little strength. Do you know that that's good? When we're weak, he makes us strong. This was the faithful church. When we're weak, we have to depend upon the Lord. But you know what happens when we're weak? Even in Christ, we start to sometimes have the, have the temptation to deny, to distort, or dilute God's Word to accommodate our weakness or vulnerability. But Jesus said that they had shown biblical fidelity and had kept His Word and did not deny His name. I'm going to jump on to uh, the last one. Revelation 
going to end with a bang. The angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things I say, these things say, the amen, the faithful, and the true witnesses, the beginning of creation, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither hot nor cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. We have so weakened down, weakened down what, what anyone can speak to us, because if anything comes out harshly, we, we label that person as cruel, as merciless. I've already said it. But listen to this. How can you take this any other way? But, I mean, I'm going to vomit you out. I don't like the way this tastes. I, I, I hate it so much, I'm going to spit it out. Not just spit it out. Vomit it out. If you ever read Proverbs, and it says, these are the things God hates. Read those, and don't do those. Don't get your feelings hurt and say, ah, oh, that, that's Old Testament. No, God doesn't change. He hates this. What does he hate? He hates lukewarm. Can anybody put that t- those two together? I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich, I have become wealthy and in need of nothing. You know that's the opposite of the Sermon on the Mount? Blessed are those who have great need. Blessed are those who are, who are in great need, who, who, who need Christ. But they're saying, I have need of nothing. And you don't know that you're wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes Uh, anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come come in to him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Mercy. Just after he says how bad it is, here comes mercy. Him saying, I love you this much. And if you will just step my direction, I will fix it all. I will fix it all. This one again has nothing good to say about the church. And he apparently had, the Lord has apparently more respect for fiery hot fanaticism or icy cold formalism than for lifeless and lame lukewarmness. Be on either end. Get on either end. Get out of the middle. Get out of the middle. Even more pathetic, the Laodicean congregation were blind to their own spiritual lethargy saying, I'm rich, I'm wealthy, I have no need, and yet they were wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. 
This letter concludes depicting a closed door of spiritual opportunity. Have you ever had a time in your life where you felt indifferent to God? With His Word, with His work, even with the world. What are the conditions of Christ's invitation in verse 20? He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and dine with him, and he with me. Um, I'm, this isn't my closing prayer. I'm, I'm, I'm just about there. But Lord, identifying us where we're living under a lie. I don't want to be a church. I don't want to be a person that is living under a lie and under the safety of things. But Lord, I want to live under the safety of your wings, of your heart. Lord, you are for me and you are not against me. And Lord, I can remember how many times you have rescued me and how merciful and compassionate you are. And Lord, your word proves true in my life that you are faithful to your word. You are a faithful God. Do you sense anywhere in your life that you have closed the door to God? The scripture tells us, be zealous and repent. Start there. And, you know, that, that's easy. One of the hardest things to break in a man and a woman is pride. And to be able to admit, I've got a problem. But if you can get over that hump, the Lord makes it easy. He makes it easy for us to come to Him. It's not hard. Satan makes it hard. It's not hard to come to the Lord. Satan makes it hard. He's tugging at you in every direction to keep you from repenting. I'm just going to close here, but when I look at y'all and I'm talking about repentance, I'm not thinking you need to repent. I'll make eye contact every now and then, and don't, don't, don't let that get on you. I mean, unless you need to repent, then let it get on you. <laughs> but I've got to watch how I make eye contact because, you know, I, 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 don't wanna, I don't want you to think I'm judging you. You know, you know who has the right to judge you? The Lord. Let him judge your heart. Can we do that tonight? Can we just close there? Will you all just bow your heads with me? Father, as the pastor of this church, I so desire an open door. I desire an open door to your spirit, an open door to your correction, an open door to your mercy and grace. And Lord, show us. Shine the light in those dark corners of our heart that we've been kind of holding on to. And Lord, let us come clean before you tonight, Lord. Just between you and me. Just ask, Lord, over this church, just for forgiveness of where we may have stumbled and fallen as a, as a church body. Lord, we want to we get this thing right. We want to worship you. We want to serve you. We want to give it everything we've got. But, Lord, I don't want to be living under a lie. In my marriage, 
in, in my job, Lord, with my children. I, I, just, I just bind. It with this, we've just seen this word that we can bind on earth. We can loose on earth. You've given us that authority. And I just bind a lying spirit that is, that, is leading, that, that, that is leading us the wrong way. I just bind that right now in Jesus' name. And I loose truth. I loose the spirit of truth over us to lead us and to guide us. Just break every lying spirit in this place. Satan, you are the father of lies, and you, you can go to hell. You, you, you have no right here. We just proclaim the blood of Jesus over this church, over this body. Lord, we proclaim the blood of Jesus over Team Challenge. I just right now speak blessings over this ministry right here, Lord, and, and more. Everything that he is believing for, Lord, I just speak more, more, more provision, more uh, buildings, everything that they're believing for, more classes, more cities, Lord, more, more freedom over these, over these, these ladies and men that are coming in, freedom, more, Lord, more over us. Thank you, Lord. Just encourage you, church, just be zealous and repent. Be zealous and repent. Do not let the sun go down without getting right with God. Thank you, Lord. We just bless your holy name. You are so awesome. Help us get home safe. Let the roads be clear. Bless our kids as they're driving home safe tonight. Let them drive home safe. Thank you, Lord. I ask you to bless our deacons meeting that we're about to have, that, Lord, the Spirit of God would be upon my leaders that we would hear your voice, that, Lord, that you would just take us into the promised land, land of milk and honey, Lord, a land of blessing and of protection and of power. Thank you, Lord. You are welcome in this place, Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray for Sunday in this new series. We just ask you to fill this church. Lord, fill it with your spirit. Fill it with your worship. Lord, fill it with the lost. Fill it with the hurting. Lord, let let it be full, full of you. Just thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. God bless you. You guys have a great night. We'll see you Sunday morning. Hey, and and be praying about how to plug in with Team Challenge on Tuesday nights, just connecting with uh, Tim and his team, and uh, maybe connecting financially also. Many of you are, but many of you can. Amen.